by chapter 7 verse 10 of the Song of Songs. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. Our aim is to help women, whatever their age or state of life, to come to know their true identity as God's beloved. This week I'm joined by Jenny Lochner and Cassie Hall. We consider the gospel for the third Sunday of Advent, becoming ever more aware of our desire to be close to Jesus. We will sing and we will pray. So whether you're listening while you're walking or working, or if you've found a moment of peace to be still, you're most welcome to journey with us. reading from the Gospel according to St John, chapter 1, verses 6 to 8 and 19 to 28. A man came sent by God. His name was John. He came as a witness, as a witness to speak for the light, so that everyone might believe through him. He was not the light, only a witness to speak for the light. This is how John appeared as a witness. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He not only declared, but he declared quite openly, I am not the Christ. Well then, they asked, are you Elijah? I am not, he said. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We must take back an answer to those who sent us. What have you to say about yourself? So John said, I am, as Isaiah prophesied, a voice that cries in the wilderness, Make a straight way for the Lord. Now these men had been sent by the Pharisees, and they put this further question to him. Why are you baptising if you are not the Christ and not Elijah and not the prophet? John replied, I baptise with water, but there stands among you, unknown to you, the one who is coming after me, and I am not fit to undo his sandal strap. This happened at Bethany, on the far side of the Jordan, where John was baptising. The Word of the Lord Hello and welcome back to the Beloved Podcast. This is episode three and today I am 
joined once again by Jenny Lochner, who we met in episode one. Hi, Jenny. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. Nice to be <laughs> and back. We're joined today by Cassie Hall. Cassie, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Ifa. Um, so my name's Cassie and I live in Essex. I've got four children. My oldest is 13 now and my youngest is five. And I work full time as a teacher. Um, I work with year one at the moment, which I really enjoy. So that's a little bit about me. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Okay, so in the gospel today, we see preparations made before we encounter Jesus, the preparations that are made through the work of uh, John the Baptist. So my first question is, can you recognise how the Father is preparing you to meet Jesus this Christmas? Jenny, do you want to start us off? I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, I think with, with preparations, I often think about um, the doing of things, the things that need to be done mm. to get ready, uh, particularly to get ready for Christmas, you know, presents, cards, food, you know, getting the house ready, all of that doing and busyness. But in that, I can really lose the the moment of encounter with Jesus. Um, you know, the the Father, I think wants this this Christmas particularly in, in a way to prepare me to to encounter to encounter him in the gift of the people that he brings me in my life a gift um that I am to be called to them uh, and and the gift that they are to be to me and to be that gift is to be able to receive the other person to receive Christ in them and I think that's what that's what the invitation is for me this Christmas is to be ready to welcome Christ mm. in others as the gift that they are. Mm. Okay. Cassie? Yes, I think um, I really, it resonates with me what Jenny is saying there. Actually, I'm quite task orientated. So, and also I think working at a school with young children, we're really aware this year that Christmas isn't quite normal. Yeah. And some of the things that they would normally be doing, they're going to be missing out on. And so we're trying to get ready, you know, even now, like um, just getting stuff ready to, to, to make sure it's still a good season for them and there's still joy for them. So I think there is that temptation to get very caught up in the tasks and the to-do list, just like Jenny's saying. So for me, when I was looking at this scripture and oh dear I've got a horrible creaky door I'm sorry (laughs) um so when I was um looking at this scripture and just trying to to pray through it really and think about well how am I getting ready I think the word that really came to me was was perspective Mm. so the things are as they are you know Christmas is just as it's going to be in some senses this year things are going to be different I'm in a family where we are six so do you know what I mean like the rule of six kicked in straight away (laughs) it's been quite a while since we've been able to meet with extended family and I think we, we just accept that you know um, and I think you could also get a bit, have a quite a negative perspective. Does that make sense mm. about Christmas and forget about the spiritual meaning? Because I'm just feeling a bit let down with my kids, let down with extended family, whatever it is. So, yeah, I think the word that really came through to me was just, just to keep that perspective on, on the person of Christ 
And actually, when things are different, that's an opportunity, isn't it? So I think that's the challenge for me. So things are different this year. Yeah. So this is an opportunity to meet with him in a different way and just experience Christmas, yeah, in a, in a different way, I suppose. So I, I'm still sort of pondering what does that mean for me, but I, I think that is the question or the challenge for me when I read the scripture. Yeah. I think I think you raised some really good points there. Like this year, definitely for our family has been an exercise in trust, trust in God's providence, you know. Um, so my my husband hasn't been able to work at all during uh, lockdown. Um, his job just hasn't has disappeared. Um, and so we, we've really had to rely on providence. But as always, when you do, it's amazing all of the people who come to your aid and, and support you. And it's been a real, you know, a time of ministry in that sense. And and so I think that's really, for me, that's really helped me to think about that perspective and what's really important. And yes, this Christmas isn't going to be like a normal Christmas. It's going to be really very different in lots of ways, but maybe it, it's getting back to the essentials. And, and I, I was reflecting on how, like for Jesus that that Christmas wasn't about um meeting up with extended family it was it was really quite a small group um and and not being in touch with all of the people you know I'm sure Mary would have loved to have all of her extended family around her to support her in that moment but um but it wasn't they were on their own in a strange city and, and all of that stuff and so yeah I've been thinking about all of that um and also how, how really, uh, although this has been a time when it's maybe been harder to get to church and to do all of the normal things that you would during the lead up to Christmas, we've actually got lots of opportunities to engage at the moment. You know, this year, so much of our faith life has been available online that never was before. The church has really stepped up in terms of online streaming of masses and different things. So I think there have been opportunities to engage um but it's been really about paring down to what are the essentials and what's the really important things for me okay so my next question then uh is about how you know jesus didn't come in the way that the pharisees or the world expected all those questions that the pharisees were putting to um John the Baptist was because they, they, they couldn't understand how Jesus could come in this way. And on the beloved retreat as well, we're often surprised by our encounters with the beloved. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to recognize the, the ways that, that God encounters us in the world or, or sometimes even hard to accept. So uh, Cassie, what might help us to be ready and open to the unexpected? Yeah, I, I think that is a, a real challenge for us sometimes, isn't it? And I think as we go further on the Christian journey, the older I am, <laughs> I think the more that I've just realised it's not necessarily going to look the way that I thought it would. Yeah. But just to know that God is in that. And I think God is very much in the mess, actually. I think sometimes for me, 
I felt like, oh, if I'm a Christian woman, if I'm a Christian wife, if I'm a Christian mother, life is going to look a certain way or be a certain way. And the more that life and family has gone on and we've journeyed with Holy Spirit and journeyed with God and that, you just realise you you can't really quite anticipate what's going to happen. So I think I find a comfort in that. Um, I think he is a God of surprises. And I think I think actually what's essential then is to try not to be too busy, to not be overwhelmed by the details or the different things that are going on in my life, that when you get those small prompts or that contact with a person that you weren't quite expecting or maybe that setback or disappointment, Mm. that actually I can sense his voice in there. So, um, you know, different people have got uh, different walks in life, haven't they? But for me, I know my quiet time in the morning is just essential. And I only probably get like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I've got to get up early. We have to leave the house like by 7.15 so I can get to work and everything. Um, So, but I think just to, to, to make space, however we do it in our day, to connect with Holy Spirit and just then to try and remember that, to try and hold on to that when I come up against different unanticipated events or just rub up with different human beings in the workplace and in the family and so forth. I think when I just try and stay grounded on on that rock, then yeah. that is the thing that can help you see the joy and the hope and mm. the love in, in all the different things that you encounter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 that's some really, really interesting points there. Jenny, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, as you say, lots of, lots of interesting things yeah. taking off in different directions, but I, I guess... What, one thing I've just been thinking um, is is that, you know, Mary didn't have a birth <laughs> plan for Jesus. You know, she didn't have her folder of this is how this this is going to work out. You know, her kind of labor all planned out. Jesus arrived in the stable that was, you know, messy and there were animals. And, you know, I don't know whether it was cold or whether it, you know, there were odd smells <laughs> here and there. As you say, this this wasn't the way the Pharisees or the world yeah. expected, and I think, like Cassie said, you know, we can sometimes pile an additional pressure on ourselves to, um, to be or seem a particular way because we're Christian. Whereas actually, the the thing is to, to know the truth that God reaches in into whatever the situation is, into whatever. The messiness is the chaos, the the unexpected, the surprising, and and his presence is what transforms it. It's not what we it's not what we do in a way, but it's what he does in and and with those moments and and those opportunities. Um, you know, you mentioned about how on, on the beloved retreat we're often surprised by our encounters, and and you know my my love language is quality time, and so I love spending time talking to people hearing their stories you know that really feeds me and the the moments from beloved retreats and and other um other occasions that really stand out to me are those times where out of the blue I've come across somebody it might be in a corridor it might be in a kitchen it might be you know waiting for a train but those conversations that have happened completely uninvited and somehow God reaches into the kind of messy reality of daily life and when we really share of ourselves we encounter him and 
Um, and I think that's that's what I want to hold on to in in this time that is is so different from from what I might be expecting or from what I, I might be able to plan that that he's still he's still coming to meet yeah. with me in all of these things in all of these situations he still knows what the plan is even if it doesn't look on the surface to me like it's working yeah. in that way yeah I think another factor for me I think is really recognizing the work that God's done in my life you know I I often you know when you're so busy and in amongst all of the other things that are going on you you can sort of brush over or think or, or just not think about so I think for me part of uh, being in that state of expecting the unexpected in a way and being open to it is about recognizing it when it happens um and and you know noticing those things and being grateful for and thanking him for all of those things that those little things that that just are all of the many ways that our beloved looks after us and and cares for us and yeah all of those things I often think like I could get to the end of without noticing all of the ways that God's blessed me in that day if I don't consciously then go what you know reflect on the day and so uh, you know it's sort of a, a bookend to Cassie your your early morning I'm thinking my as I'm going to bed at night sort of thinking well, well what has happened today what's been good what's what's not been so good and and what can I be grateful for today and I think when I'm in that habit of gratitude my eyes are more open to all of the ways that that God's touching on my life. Yeah, what I, I really like, I think, what strikes me in what both of you have said is it's something to do with, like, taking your eyes off yourself, isn't it? You know, that's what I'm thinking as I'm listening to you. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. So I miss him if I'm bogged down in my problems, my issues, my history, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but when when we have our eyes on him, when we have our eyes on the things that we're thankful for, when we have our eyes to be open to the blessings that other people bring, or sometimes the issues that they've got that they need our help with, you know, that's what brings life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think that's really true. And I think we learn by experience. And so if we become kind of aware and 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 allow ourselves to to be reminded of the ways that God has met us you know in this day then it it means that in tomorrow why would I not expect him to meet me in just as many different ways because he's done it today so he can do it tomorrow and it sort of it builds it builds my expectation it builds my my trust and my faith that he will he will meet me yeah in those times because I'm yeah. good that he has today. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a whole transformation of of mindset, isn't it? Okay. Mm. The, the other thing that I was thinking about while we were reflecting on this reading is that John and uh, John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins. Um, you know that that sort of this time of year, a lot of family relationships sort of get more to the four and maybe this year it's going to be slightly different you know maybe it's more over zoom than <laughs> all gathered around a, a giant table but you know it this is a time of year when we think a lot about family um and i suppose 
my question is it's sort of how can we nourish our relationship with our beloved in, in, in the Lord but also with the people that we love in our lives and, and how do those things sort of interact Jenny do you want to start us off this time Mm. family and spending time with and quality time um as someone who lives alone um I'm, I'm used to spending quite a bit of time with myself my working life is very much spent with other people all day every day at the moment um remotely uh, mostly but um but nonetheless I, it's a I have a very mm. people oriented job and so uh evenings and weekends much as I'm an extrovert, um, I do uh, enjoy taking time for myself and I need to have a little bit of space here and there with myself and also with with the Lord. Um, and so in terms of nourishing relationship, I think it's about honouring that that balance, honouring that need to be to be with and also that call to be separate, you know, that call to come away that Jesus um, that Jesus gives us to come away with him and have space with him so that he can speak to our hearts um and i think for me christmas time is often a is often a family time um you know and and usually you know my family will will gather together in in some way shape or form um and so from going from living alone i'm living with three four sometimes up to nine or ten other people for days at a time and so that that space for myself and for god um becomes really really precious I'm really blessed with family um that and I'm hoping it will be the same this Christmas even if if it's just a very small gathering mm. um we have a tradition that um uh, somebody somebody gets up first thing in the morning and makes tea or for me coffee um and brings it round to people in bed and so Lovely. over Christmas time it is I'm, <laughs> I am very blessed I, I recognize this is not the reality in many people's lives but, but that for me, that that moment is is the moment that I can say, all right, Lord, this yeah. is our time. You know, where where are you calling me into this day? Where am I going to encounter you today? You know, and before anything else gets in the way, that's that's the time when when our relationship can be nourished first and foremost. And then everything else can follow after yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I, I love that that idea, that cup of tea and yeah that that's all speaking you're, you're speaking to my heart definitely definitely um yeah yeah how about you Kath? Go on. well no I was just going to say and I think prioritizing that not not the <laughs> coffee but the lord you know getting things in the right order um prioritizing that then has a a completely it sounds like an obvious thing to say but it has a transformative effect then on my relationships with yeah. the people around me if I haven't taken that time first thing then I notice it later in the day you know things just often won't go quite as smoothly um and uh, not that not that I often see cousins over Christmas um but but you know that that relationship isn't isn't as um isn't as full and as rich as it could be um, so I need that time first yeah. in the morning. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, yeah, Cassie. Yeah, so um, when when I was thinking about that question, I was looking as well at the words that John uses mm. because he's he's referring to Isaiah forty, 
when he talks about preparing a, a road for the Lord. And, you know, it talks about filling every valley and levelling every mountain. And I just I love the way that he, he's, he subordinates himself, really, doesn't he? Yeah. I think he's, he's seeing Jesus as the Messiah, not just as his cousin, but he's, he's acting to facilitate the the next thing the coming of jesus isn't he and he's he's not looking to himself and what's going to be- benefit himself he is always looking to christ and what what christ brings so i suppose to me there's a, a bit of a challenge of how do i model that in in my relationships with with family i think being with family is a real gift i also i have to say i noticed that over christmas time often time with extended family people regress a little bit mm-hmm. and like old patterns of negative behavior yeah. or do you know what I mean? I like do. just silly things like can seem to come out sometimes at Christmas, don't they? Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm certainly not immune to that. Um, so I love the idea that actually it's about it's about putting the other first. Hmm. And I think the other thing, if if I'm honest as well, I, I often find Christmas quite tiring. Yeah. Um, I think you know, like I've got four kids. Um, we've got extended family we've got grandparents to go and see and all of it's really lovely but we've also got two birthdays um just within the week around christmas as well Mm. and we're often hosting and it can just get quite tiring so again i was looking at that verse from isaiah 40 or that chapter and when it's talking about the messiah it says he will take care of his flock like a shepherd and he will gather the lambs together and carry them in his arms and he will gently lead them so i think there's something for me in how i view that quiet time how i keep i view making time for prayer and time for really meeting with jesus because sometimes it can feel a bit like another thing on that checklist those that list of things i've got to fulfill but actually when i remember like he's my shepherd i can come to him he's going to take care of me he's going to parent me (laughs) (laughs) it's not just me that's that's carrying some of that burden I don't know if that makes sense I think that's something that really refreshes me Mm. and when when I even like continued to read on that chapter it it really does it's just that word perspective I really felt like God was saying that to me that it talks just about how small the things of the world are compared to Jesus you know he's he stretched out the sky like a curtain um, you can't compare any anything to the holy God he created the stars you know so I think just the wonder of nature as well, like making the time to just go out for a walk and be outside with family, I think can be a real yeah. tonic, actually. Yeah. And I know with the kids, we just find so much more peace sometimes if we get them out of the house and have a walk together. That's something we really enjoy trying to do quite regularly over the Christmas season, actually, is just yeah. to be out in nature and reconnect in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's something that we've We've all found, you know, when when that in in the first part of lockdown, when that was the only time we could leave the house was that walk. It, it became a really special moment for us. I'm I'm sure mm. it it did for lots of people. There's sort of a release and a freedom just in that reconnecting with the world. And I think you're right over Christmas because it's that time of year when you're all bundled up and warm, and the house is like an insulated bubble. It can become like you said, like those old habits and things, it can become quite restrictive. So, so yeah, reaching out into nature, into the fresh air, the cold air in your face and all of that stuff, it can be a, a real, a real reconnection, I suppose. Okay. All right. Well, 
like we've been saying, John was sent as a to Christ. So I want to ask you both, who, who's been a real witness for you? And how can you be a witness for others? Cassie, do you want to start us off this time? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think I think I have the privilege that there's quite a few people I could choose from, if I'm honest. And I've been blessed to come from family, both my family and my in-laws of strong faith. And I know that's really shaped us. So, but the person when I was thinking about this that really came to mind is a lady that I've only known for a few years that I met through a kind of um, free church, women's prayer group, slightly random Monday meeting um, that I started going to several years ago. And I've just gone back to work full time, actually. Mm. Not that it's happening now because of lockdown, Mm -hmm. um, but it feels like in a way that chapter's closed a little bit. And it's just made me think how important this woman was. So when I came um, and I think she first connected with me, she didn't really know much about me at all, but I think she was just very open to the Holy Spirit. And she just felt like she should pray over me one one morning and absolutely you know the holy spirit just just turned up and she just took that small step in faith really that she felt like she almost saw a need uh, and she was she was right really like at that time i was struggling um I hadn't managed to go back to work and I probably would have really liked to. Mm. I was really concerned about the needs of one of my children in particular, and that was weighing very heavy on me. And she just was someone who took a risk, who didn't know me and was just willing to offer me prayer and then get to know me a, a little bit and speak into that. And I think the great thing about her as well was she was like never afraid to challenge me as she got to know me better. So I can remember one time her saying, you know, talking to me, like, what's the hardest thing in your life? And I'd share with her the thing that I was worried about. And she, you know, she listened and she was she was kind of nice. Then she went, well, it's a bit like you just need a bit of a slap around the face because <laughs> that's not really such a big deal. And she was just right, you know. <laughs> so I, I think I thank God in that situation. Yeah. That's someone who who just put me first but to the point that they also weren't scared to be honest with Mm. me or just put my problems in into perspective so I'm really grateful for the the time that I had journeying with her uh, and I I just recognize that God used that and I just for me I pray I would be open like that to the Holy Spirit that if I saw someone or I started talking to someone and I felt God prompt me that you know I would be brave like like she was brave with me and just offer to step out in that way because I know that it really blessed me and it really really helped me through that season yeah yeah Jenny who stands out for you as someone who's been a witness for you I really Mm. struggled with this question Uh, as Cassie said you know there have been so many many people in my life who who been a witness to me um, in different situations in different ways at different times um, and and to kind of <laughs> name any one of them would be almost yeah. almost unfair on on all around um, my mum is a particular witness in a in a very in a very special way she's she's a woman of huge and deep faith and she's a woman of prayer and um if she hears me say this, she'll she'll cringe because she's humble as well. Um, but but she's somebody in, in recent years, you know, every now and again, when I'm having a, a difficult day or a difficult time, she'll say to me, mm. have you prayed? 
Um, and sometimes I'll be like, oh, that's not what I wanted you to say. You know, I wanted you to solve the problem or I wanted you to make it better, not yeah. go away and pray. Um, but actually, that's that's what witnesses to me is when somebody doesn't um, doesn't try to to kind of be the answer to the to, to things themselves. You know, like John said, mm. I am not the Christ, you know. I think often as women we we feel like we need to be superwoman we need to be oh, the answer we need so to true. have the answer <laughs> <laughs> but actually it's those times those people who have pointed not to themselves but pointed yeah. me back to Christ um that have made the difference um men and women of, of faith who've had that courage to um to be authentic to be honest like like Cassie said to be real um with me and to to be open to the Holy Spirit to have that that kind of receptivity that that willingness to receive um, the Word of God, but also the willingness to receive me as I am, um, and the generosity to give of themselves, of their time, of their wisdom, of their experience, um, of their love to to lead me um, to a deeper encounter with God. Those those are the people that. Um, that have witnessed to me and I and I guess those three words authenticity and mm. receptiveness openness and generosity are the are the ways for me um that I think God is God is calling me deeper into being a witness for him mm. you know uh, with with those with those characteristics with those kinds of ways of being it's not in a sense it's not about the doing again it's about the the being authentic the being receptive the having a generous heart that um that then sets the scene for um for for the word to be to be shared and heard for for Jesus to be um welcomed into that space yeah and I that's brilliant because you you've totally led on to the second half of the question about being a witness for other people and I think for me um it's very much about being rather than telling I love that that quote from St. Francis of Assisi about like evangelize everyone you meet all the time and say something if you have to. I'm paraphrasing badly, but, you know, um, I think often in in the world, uh, we can be the only person who could witness to some of the people that we encounter. I, I think like in my work, I am probably the only Catholic, possibly the only Christian that lots of people that I work with know of uh, or or know about or, or know that that person is a person of faith. And so there's a responsibility to to be authentic, like you said, and, and generous and and to be real with people about my faith. I think the challenge for me in terms of witnessing is is to just to to be visible in my Catholicism, in my faith and, and to, to be open to having conversations about it. And I think a lot of the time, you know, it's, it's intriguing and it's appealing to people to, to, and, and people often have lots of questions and, and it's, I, I suppose in that moment, I, I try to be open to the Holy Spirit to guide me how to answer those questions correctly, but also truthfully in terms of the impact that my faith has on my life yeah what do you think Cassie 
about witnessing to others i think i think it has to be you know i'd endeavor yeah for everything to to be rooted in lifestyle i think that's the Mm -hmm. aim isn't it i think i'm also very clear that the fact that i'm a christian doesn't mean that i'm perfect or i'm not going to make mistakes so but but for me and i i think it would be the same for you ladies as well our our faith is just part of who we are so if you're going to get to know me you're going to to learn that that's something that's important to me and i hope that that would come through in a positive way in the things that i i do and say um, it's been interesting for me because I've just moved from a school, uh, a very small school, where everybody was Christian, committed Christian and going to church, to a bigger school that is Christian in name and has a, a really strong ethos, but a lot less of the staff are engaged in that way. Mm. And so it just is a different culture and you, you do see some different behaviours, to be honest, that I didn't see at yeah. my last work. But what's been lovely, actually, was very soon I have found someone that, you know, you find people that you do resonate with, actually, don't you? And whether it's to do with faith or shared value or Mm. shared ways of treating people, because these things are integral to who you are, then you are sharing that in the things that you do and the way that you're trying to solve problems or treat people together. And then I think that that naturally leads on to discussion about faith and value. Yeah. So it was quite interesting as well. Like I had a like an interview for just an extra responsibility, but it's to do with religious education at the school. Mm. And the guy was really clear that I didn't have to answer it, but he was genuinely interested. He was like, do you pray? I said yes I do do pray he said so do you pray outside of the times at school where prayer is prescribed and I was like yeah absolutely you know it's mm. very important to me um but I think what you've touched on there isn't it if that people as you get to know people they they want to know yeah. the real you and actually your spirituality it's an important part of who you are and I think it's interesting to other people but my prayer would always be that gosh lord I just pray that that does show through in my behavior in the way that I treat others because yeah. of course I also make mistakes <laughs> all the time so yeah. I think actually the ability to say sorry is yeah. very important actually isn't it yeah just to, to admit when you've made a mistake and that's a Christian that's a very important Christian quality, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. that's what John's about. It was a baptism of repentance, wasn't yeah. it? Of saying, gosh, yeah. I have got something wrong. So I think to have the humility and the ability to do that, to face up when you, you do things wrong is important as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, ladies. It's been really lovely to chat to you this evening. Um, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Ifa. Thank you, Ifa. Thank you, Cassie. It's been it's been great. Now it's time for us to praise God. Our song this week, His Banner Over Me is Love, is a call and response. I invite you to join Fran in singing the responses and make this prayer your own. Then afterwards... Kasha is going to pray for you. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. 
banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to his banqueting table. He brought me to Father, I thank you for this moment, the moment in which you are here with us. 
I thank you for my sister who is here. I thank you for the sacred story of her life. I thank you for the moment right now that she's in. I thank you for what she's going through right now. I thank you because you hold it and you hold her in your hand and in your heart. Father, there is nothing outside of your will. I pray that she is able and willing to give you, to entrust to you what bothers her, what's difficult for her, and that she will do it in trust. So now I invite you, if you want, if you wish, to tell him um, your struggle, your difficulty, what is a problem for you, maybe something you've been with for a very long time, maybe it's something new, Lord God, you are loving, you are kind, you are good, you are with us and you are all-powerful and you want what is best for us. So now I entrust you, you, this sister of mine and what she has brought to you. And I pray that she will have eyes and heart open to see your response. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, beloved friends, for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, I invite you to consider sharing the podcast with a friend this week. Have a look at the notes of the podcast, where you'll find some questions you might like to use to journal, or just to continue thinking on this week's themes. There's a link to our Facebook group, Beloved, where we'd love to share our journey. And there's also a link to the Zion Community website, where you might feel called to make a donation to support the work of Beloved. Thank you to everyone who's contributed to this episode, including Jim, Andy, Alice, Fran, Pauline and Kasia. Thanks to all of the beloved team for their ongoing prayers and support. And thanks to my guests today, Jenny and Cassie. Have a blessed week, beloved sisters.